Game of Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones, Hello everyone and welcome once again to the number 21 we went up, up there pod, uh, entertainment and television podcast on podomatic.com post game of thrones i'm your host eddie Colazzo, aka the hand of the king aka junior mints with me, as I always the, i'm the cult of personality brooks oglesby that's my theme song uh-huh. and, and uh, we are joined by a special guest today we have uh, someone applying for the, uh <laughs> oh or, or you were you Oh, okay. So, uh, yes, this person <laughs> uh, applying for a position here at uh, Post Game of Thrones. Yeah, um, I, I wanted to be the Grand Maester. Uh, hmm. Do we do we need one of those? I think so, because um, I have anxiety real bad. Okay. So you know, it's good to have somebody on hand who knows about medication and stuff. Okay, so uh, tell us tell us a little about yourself. Tell us why you're a good fit for the position. One, I've heard enough. Uh, no, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue, continue. One, <laughs> I got a really big necklace, which for those not in the know is a big deal in maester circles. It's a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two, um, I don't have. To, I didn't. I I'm put on the spot. I don't know what to say. Well, what what's your greatest weakness? My greatest weakness? If you were a Pokemon, what would your weakness be? Ghost. I hate horror movies. Okay. Oh, true. Well, this is a, ho- a horrible podcast, so... <laughs> I'll see myself out. Thanks, everyone. In preparation for this podcast, I, I wrote notes out like you do, and I have a section for puns. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, prepare. Trying to put yeah, me out of a this, job. This is more preparation than I put into it, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, they're I just, not, not I just wrote a paragraph or two about Jorah being bad, and that was pretty much it. So this will be a good episode. Mm-hmm. So, guess why don't you introduce yourself for real? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just going along with our dumb bit. Okay. Um, my name's John. Um, I'm a book reader, but I read the books once, and I remember very little, so I'm in a very... So, like, I listen to book spoiler things and then be surprised. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so, so also, I wait. I, I wrote out things about me. Um, the pe- the people in the show are in the books. I guess you could say I don't like. Obviously, I don't like Ramsey and Joffrey because I'm a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the mountain sucks. Yeah, yeah. he's a real asshole. Mm-hmm. I hate Jorah. Good. Okay. Welcome okay. aboard. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not just sucking up. And I also. This might be a little harsh for you listening, but I hate people who use the term Manus hmm. to refer to Stannis. Um, you know, in principle, I may have a problem with that, but I think that the meme uh, does a disservice to how awesome I actually think he is. So I'm with you on that one. It just, it, it completely devoids discussion, and it's also like, Stannis would hate it. He would he hate definitely. it a lot. If you don't like address if, him as his his grace, then... Like, if Davos came up with, like, 
read it on his phone and was like, Your Grace, you'll never guess what the kids are calling you. He would hate that shit. But also, I, I, I just like how people who are like, like, yeah, he's so cool. He's like banging Melisandre and all this. And that's like like the least cool thing he's done. In my opinion, at least. I, You know, I, I completely agree. The least cool thing he did was not eat the peach. But that's... We'll yeah, he, yeah. Even I could admit he should have eaten that peach. <laughs> Spoil. I guess, I guess spoilers for banging Melisandre too, and Melisandre yeah. existing, and Stannis existing. <laughs> yeah, at this yeah, point. Stay tuned. <laughs> I yeah, Renly shows up in this season. I think, but Stannis doesn't. Yeah, I remember wondering all throughout season one if we would ever see the Stannis fellow that Ned liked so much. Mm-hmm. Nowhere to be found. So let's let's move on to this episode. It is yeah, move on season one, episode two, The King's Road. It's full of a bunch of people walking places. Yeah. I didn't remember what happened in this episode a lot, so it was really fun to go through. Yeah. This was, I think, as close to kind of a filler episode as we would get. Like, yeah, I think so. Not that much really happened. It was okay, but, like, not that. Oh, there, was gr- there was gratuitous walking from the, ver- from the get-go. Uh-huh. Yeah, my first and- note is that it's a very, very orderly Kalisar. It's a single-file Kalisar. It's super orderly, Size yeah. order. So we open up the episode in uh, Dothraki-ville. Yeah, we go to Vase Dothrak, which we see in the intro, mm-hmm. which is fun, because we don't see it a whole lot after this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I looked, because I remembered really not knowing anything about Vase Dothrak, but I didn't, but what I was seeing wasn't what I imagined, so I, so I like, pulled up the book page on it, and it's the only city of the Dothraki, Yes. and Danny thinks it's, it's so big... That it must be ten times the size of Pentos, mm-hmm. but like in the in the show, it just looks like kind of three tenths. Yeah, <laughs> and I just want to point out the episode immediately opens with Danny staring into the distance. It certainly does. <laughs> like the camera pans down, it shows all the everyone on their horses. It pans around to in front of her face, but just off to the side enough where she's gazing towards nothing. One thing important to point out is that when you say things, like in the books, Mm -hmm. there's literally nothing objective. Everything is from the perspective of a character. Yeah. So Danny is a really sheltered girl. Mm -hmm. She's like, she's had to hide away her whole life. So something that might be ten size, like ten times as big as Pentos, you know, might not actually be. Might just be three tenths. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, hey, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. But this is a show, so none of that, nothing counts. Yeah, Nothing true. matters, and <laughs> existence is meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> and I just also want to point out that there was that one time we asked if there are any Dothraki women. <laughs> Confirmed. Along with yeah, the- there, there are some handmaidens. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. <laughs> is it right? I mean, Jorah fucks up again. As, as he, he just does. like He has no tact at all, and he's just like, hey Khaleesi, here's some horse meat. Love you. Oh, he has a conversation with Viserys. He's like, if I was a king, you would never be punished for selling people into slavery. He's like, what did you do? I, I sold I sold slaves. He's like, oh, I won't punish you for that nonsense. <laughs> did you hear what Jorah called Danny? And I thought it was really important. He calls her child. He says, here's some meat child or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was really interesting. And like, that. spoiler alert, he's going to want to fuck her in like three episodes. <laughs> a lot. Like, two years ago. Like, yeah. it was... Jesus. <laughs> so like, it, go ahead. I was gonna say so like so he even he knows because I've seen people make the argument like, well, back in medieval Europe, people fuck twelve year olds all the time. What's the big deal? So like, that was a good impression of somebody with a bad opinion. <laughs> Thank you. That's the official bad opinion voice. 
<laughs> also, were the Targaryens pro-slavery, or were they just trying to make Viserys just like a cartoon villain? Uh, that's a good question. I think th- the thing they were trying to do is because he said, oh, I sold them into slavery, but they were like poachers on my land. So I think they were trying to make Viserys like, oh, well, because they were doing that to you, like... Yeah. Okay, not that I'm pro-slavery. Yeah, trying to make him a, a little more re- relatable slaver. Uh-huh. But they, they only had ten seconds to do that, so it's yeah. going to come across as a bit short. Uh-huh. I did like how this episode had almost as many exposition conversations as the first episode. Because when I was watching the, the first time through, like I said this last episode, like nothing meant anything to me. And I was just like, oh, the kid fell? Alright, that's very sad. <laughs> the brother and sister are getting it on, that's weird. <laughs> but like... All of the conversations were kind of lost on me, but now I'm understanding every word and getting so much from everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Speaking... definitely really cool. Oh, sorry, yeah. this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was the, f- the first of many uh, references to my pet theory that uh, the show is an allegory for straight edge. Was <laughs> Okay. Dora tells a story um, about ghost grass, and he's like, and why else would this be in here in a 10-episode season where everything is rushed, unless this was important to my theory? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Khaleesi, the Dothraki, believed that this, glass that this grass that glows with the spirit of the damned... So it glows, like when you, lit a mar- when you light a marijuana cigarette on fire, mm-hmm. and with the damned, because when you do that, you go to hell. Okay. So, and they believe that that is going to be the end of the world. From, which from we know, smoking the joint. Later on, we see the White Walkers hotboxing stuff. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. So and then, that's all My favorite all part that. about this podcast is we spoil things and then say it's a spoiler after. Yeah, we're really, we're really flippant with it. <laughs> so we're like, it's fine. Come watch along for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, new viewers, join in. But I feel like anyone at this point, they're not even going to remember. Because I, I, I remember there were some things I had spoiled for me, but I'm like, I don't even know who this character is yet. Yeah. So by the time I actually knew them, I forgot about it. Anyway, let's... Yeah, so Danny kind of looks at Drogo meaningfully, and Jorah's, like, the worst. So he's like, don't worry, it'll get easier. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you asshole. <laughs> like, that's not what you say at all. How, how are we, are we going to structure this episode, like, do all the places at once? You know, like, so let's do all of the Dothraki stuff now, and then do all um, the stuff? I don't know. How'd you do your notes, John? I just did it chronologically of what I was watching. Yeah, that's what I did. Okay, let's... Cause Is now that we, you did it, Eddie? Yeah. Alright, cool. Because now we go to Winterfell. And Tyrion's cuddling a dog. Cuddling a dog. And and Joffrey, the first thing, he's like, Oh, these are better looking bitches than you're used to, uncle. Like That was, a, that was one of Joffrey's, like, most... Uh, like, I don't want to say... At least cool he thought about it. Joffrey. But it was, like, clever. But also, he's always with, like, prostitutes, who I assume, since he's rich, he can afford, like, the better ones. (laughs) You know? So, probably not factually correct, but at least he thought it out. He probably probably saw him sleeping there last night, he's like, oh, wait till tomorrow. Like, I got a good one saved up. (laughs) Yeah. And then... My favorite part of the scene is how uh, the hound is there. Just hanging out. And that's that was my notes for him. Just the hound is there. This episode, it's over like a period of time, but Joffrey just has in, his entire life destroyed, which is very <laughs> satisfying. He definitely does. Because what happens? Tyrion's like, "Oh, go apologize to Lady Stark." Like, I I can't stand the wailing of women. 
He's just yeah, Tyrion's like, <laughs> don't be a misogynist, which is great, because in yeah. the books he's like the biggest misogynist in the series. Uh-huh. The th- I can't watch the scene of Joffrey being slapped without imagining it to, like, music, because I've seen dumb videos mm-hmm. of it, like, set to, like, Guile's theme and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, like, the This Is Sparta remix of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, like da 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 is just, like, the slap over and over again. And then after he gets slapped like five times, the hound turns into a telltale game because he says, he, he, like, he will remember that. Uh, of course. <laughs> we know how, like, brains and memory works, the hound, yeah. but... Memory exists in this universe uh-huh. we have established. But thanks anyway. And then Tyrion's like, be a good dog and remind him if he forgets. Mm-hmm. And it's like, don't use dog as an insult. You were just sleeping in the kennels cuddling a dog. Mm-hmm. Like, you just insulted yourself. The hound's just doing his job. Leave him alone, my precious Sandor. <laughs> so what, then he's like, I need to go eat some burn-ass bacon. Yeah, he literally, he walks yeah, through the... what the fuck the, is he walks, that? <laughs> he walks to Winterfell and he's like, I am going to eat some breakfast. <laughs> to nobody at all. I, see, you were upset about things that make sense. I was upset that he ordered bacon black. Who fucking does that? <laughs> Like it, like, it, it must be rare enough to have bacon in this, in yeah. this part of the world, and now you're gonna burn it to a crisp for no reason. There's probably some house in season six with a pig as their sigil that, like, that's foreshadowing. Of course, <laughs> yeah. But I was this whole scene. I was really distracted because I got to see baby Tommen. That's not Tommen. Oh, so we- it's not. <laughs> is it? I, I mean, was- it's not. It's not Dean Charles Chapman current Tommen. Uh huh. But I thought it was Tom and Marcella that were sitting with Jamie. Oh, yeah, it was. But I just meant, like, the actors. They, but I think oh, no. switched. Yeah, he got mountained, like, once or twice. Yeah. But, like, he, he looked straight up eight years old, mm-hmm. which is great, because that's how I imagine book five regular Tom and. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, he, I, I'm pretty sure Tyrion picked him up. He did, and he's, and he's like, Tyrion's being, like, the goofy uncle. He's like, ooh, whoopies, and, like, giving them noogies and stuff. Like, <laughs> it's clear he's still com- he's still comic relief in, in the minds of the writers at this point. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's very comic relief. I still don't know why they cut out his somersault, though. <laughs> if he was. Yeah, it's it's difficult. <laughs> and then they're all talking, and he's like, what is it, Jamie? He's like, I heard the boy will make a recovery. Yeah, and Tyrion has just deduced everything at this point, apparently. <laughs> And he's like, hmm, I bet nobody else knows about fucking in the broken tower and pushing a baby out. Mm-hmm. And Jamie and Cersei make meaningful eye contact. Too bad he still has that hair. His, uh, he has some great hair. Boy band hair. Fantastic hair. And I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I wrote, way to make this about you, Cersei. She <laughs> says something, I think, that's like, oh, if I was like a mother of a crippled child or something like that. I don't know. Are you talking about when she when she talks to um to Cat to Catelyn? Because oh, she, she definitely makes like, that scene about her. Oh, that's, yeah, that's my child. Okay, that's that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, but in this scene, Jamie has like the biggest spoilers foreshadowing line of all time when he's like, "Bran will be a cripple and a grotesque. Give me a good, give me a good clean death," mm-hmm. which is straight from the books, mm-hmm. which is also great. Um. And then Tyrion, and then Jamie's like, "Whose side are you on, Tyrion?" And it's really, it was, it really, that scene really stuck out to me is how different Jamie is from season five Jamie, and that's not even as a the show was bad way, just in like a actual character development way. He's a very different person, mm-hmm. and it's 
it's amazing from where we see him in you know seasons four and five. Pushing kids out of windows. One thing yeah. I noticed is when when Jamie's talking to John about taking the black, they zoom yeah. in on their handshake and it zooms yeah. in on Jamie's right hand. <laughs> I wrote in my notes it says Kim the hand. Did <laughs> you yell that? No. It was uh, Jamie shakes John's hand. Oh yes. <laughs> The hand! <laughs> foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, yeah. <laughs> oh, spoilers. But, like, we all, we're almost, like, mocking them for doing, like, legitimate foreshadowing. It's, like, a nice trait in the show, but, like, it, it doesn't give anything away either. I mean, yeah. That's what, what this, this is, it's different because it's something you would only realize going back through it. Yeah, it true. makes rewatching a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Especially the stuff you mentioned before. He's like, give me a death. Like, I didn't think... It, like, I guess I got it, but I didn't consider it. Yeah. Did you... John, did you read the books before you watched the show? No. What happened was... Um, I started watching the show midway through season one. Oh, and wow. then when season... Yeah, no, I'm pretty OG. <laughs> when season one ended, I started reading the books. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then by the time season two started, I had finished the books. Nice. So when do you think the Winds of Winter is coming out? <laughs> I don't. That's that that way leads ma- to madness, dude. You can't think about that date. You just gotta be. Like, it's like, gonna be like Half Life Three. You're like, holy shit, it's out. If you think about it, it's just like gonna drive you crazy. March. It's coming out for my birthday. <laughs> February seventeenth, my birthday. It's coming out. <laughs> hey, that I I would gladly take that instead of mine. Well, you're in luck because it's gonna happen. <laughs> so anywho. Yeah, what happened? It's like, uh, they're well, talking, right, and Jon Snow's making that face. Yeah, he's making season one face. <laughs> and Jamie's just super condescending about the Night's Watch, and he's just like, oh, you protect us from the White Walkers and the Snarks and Grumpkins, ooh! Which, after this episode, we'd, like, never hear of Snarks and Grumpkins again. Yeah. <laughs> I also wrote that, and they never saw each other again. Like, this is the only time Jamie and John have come in contact. Yeah. Ever. Which is just and, weird. Like, it's, it. I like this scene because it's really clear that John has only heard about the Night's Watch from Ned, mm-hmm. who is or just his like, uncle. yeah, and he's just like Hank Hill about everything, and he doesn't realize that kids these days think the Night's Watch is kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the things being excited about going to watch it was because I could never remember why John went to the Night's Watch. He was always just in the Night's Watch. And the reason I couldn't remember was because there was no reason. Yeah, he just thought he it was, was just a cool like, thing to do. Oh, the Night's Watch, that'd be sick. <laughs> he really I mean, yeah. like, he meets his uncle, but, like, that's a major life choice. Like, yeah, it, he is so young, it's, so it's like... Even Jamie's like, it's only for life. <laughs> he probably just thought, like, I well, I have nothing to do here. I might as yeah, well... Uh... It's... I feel like it's one of those things that you could, like, you could reasonably logic your way into. Like, it's not Jamie going to Dorne. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, he was he was a bastard of a great house, so, he, you know, he was never going to be married off to somebody great. And, you know, he wanted to be a knight and shit. But it's still, like, you figure it out. He wanted, his, he thinks his uncle's cool. It's fine. A weird thing I looked up the other day, and I don't know, I just never considered it until now, is that only, like, royal bastards have those last names. The small folk yeah. don't have last names. They don't have bastards, basically. Yeah, I mean, they, like, they have, yeah, like, like the butcher's boy. He's like, my name is Micah. And Micah Gen- what? Gendry is Gendry. Like, they don't have names. Unless you're part of a knight's house or a noble house, you don't have a last name. Yeah, that's how it Gendry works. Gendry Waters would be a cool name, though. I was like, that sounds like an 80s rocker name. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Gendry Waters and the and the what? And the blacksmiths. Come on. Oh, oh shit. Wow, nice. That's our bands. That's our band. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, well, Cap's making a thing for Bran and Cersei visits, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And the show decided to add that Cersei had a son that died of a fever before Joff. And, like, Robert was furious about it, and he was, like, punching walls, and he was hugging on Cersei. And, like, it was a really traumatic thing. And, and like, and, and like you said, it was, it was very, like, Cersei, like, hey, you mourning for your son? Let me well, tell you about my dead kid. Let me tell you about my dead kid. <laughs> and, and, you know, she says that, she, and then at the end, she prays to the mother that Bran will return to her, and we know that this is a lie, demonstrably, because mm-hmm. she really doesn't want him to wake up. But this scene was just, it stood out to me because it's the, the one of the first in a long-standing tradition of D&D making Cersei the only gray character, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like, not at this point, but kind of later on when, it, I, when in, in my opinion, it becomes a lot more black and white, who's good and who's bad. Like, they continue to make Cersei really sympathetic in a way that I didn't feel in the books. Mm-hmm. So I just think it, like, they, like, like the the mis or the the dead child was not in the books, and I I can't figure out why else that was added in order except to gain sympathy mm-hmm. for Cersei, and it's just it's something that jumps out at me every time. I don't know. Listening to Brooks talks about Game of Thrones make me feel like a fucking like poser, because <laughs> I'm like you know who sucks the mountain am i right <laughs> and then he's like oh well here let's talk about like you know the philosophy of the writers and like, oh, fucking- oh my god that's so not true <laughs> fired like that's so okay talk though. making brooks talking about a uh, game of thrones is just the way he- remember when hank hill warged into ladybird <laughs> yeah consider that <laughs> look <laughs> Uh-huh. I, don't th- I don't respect my opinions at all. Okay. So nobody should. <laughs> Why are you listening? Do your homework. But, uh, like, there's, like, my girlfriend kind of said, says similar things to me because she loves me and whatever. I like the, like, she, yeah. she's watched the show and she's going through the books and, like, she's like, wow, you know so much. And it's like, I, I don't. Because there's, there's fans that know so much more mm-hmm. about characters that I don't even know about. Like, there's, like I'm decent at knowing major people between Robert's Rebellion and present day. Yeah. And like, but you know, I I I still have a really bad time character. Like I'm really bad at talking, at characterizing people like Danny, just because she doesn't immediately jump out at me as a character. So, <laughs> but like, yeah, I can. I just think I just think it's really weird because I criticize D and D for making it making characters black and white. And saying, "Oh, this is a bad guy. Let's make him a pedophile." Mm-hmm. You but know. to be fair, aren't most of those characters just like side ones, kind of? Like, I w- even though he's spoilers for season five, so skip. Oh, you're you're already here. It's like even though Ramsey is a huge part of season five, I wouldn't think of him as like a main character. You know, so yeah. like, having him do all these terrible things, even though we know he's terrible, is like whatever. And that's my complex it, theory of Game of Thrones characters that ends in, yeah, whatever. I yeah. really wish they would not make literally every character in the show incredibly attractive. And I realize why people, like, they do, because it's, like, fucking TV. Mm-hmm. But, like, I see people talking about how, like, sexy Ramsay is. And I'm just like, oh, 
Oh no! Because <laughs> he was oh, in like no. he was in like Skins or something else, and he right? He was in Misfits, right? Oh yeah, uh, Gilly was in Skins. Yeah, Gilly yeah. was in Skins. No, but I mean, he's a, he's a, he's an incredibly attractive man. Yeah, but like you shouldn't like. Gantry was in Skins too. Uh, was he? I don't know. Oh. That's what Kim said. Thanks, Kim. It's true. <laughs> we believe you. <laughs> I don't even know what Skins is about. This makes me think of potato skins, and I really doubt that's what it's, it's about. It's about like British teenagers. Right. Yeah, I just remember in like 2009, I would see photo sets of Gilly and just like think I thought her teeth were really interesting. <laughs> so she stood out to me. And so I recognized her immediately in the show. I was like, it's the teeth girl from Tumblr. <laughs> That's what she's famous for. Yeah. I, okay, how far, how far are we into recording? Because I just remembered to listen for her title. <laughs> oh, fucking whatever. You can just make it one of my bad... Puns like here's yeah. a pun. Okay, that Brooks well, will love Daenerys Bryan, like the wrestler. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, close all, enough. That's all I know of. All I know about wrestling is from Tumblr. Oh, that reminds me. I sent. I sent the. Sh- I asked one of my friends. I was like, "Hey, do you?" He said he listens to the show, the audiobooks or whatever. I was like, "Did you watch the show?" He's like, "Oh, I, maybe just the first couple episodes." I was like, "Oh, because I'm doing a podcast on it." the show yeah oh cool i'll listen to it he's like i'm into anything you make as long as this isn't about fucking wrestling like uh well you're in luck buddy because apparently that's all i talk about is it yes 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 confirmed uh, confirmed double confirmed <laughs> anyway yeah i was just gonna go with like the mountain is bad expert analysis <laughs> characterization <laughs> Well, yeah, well, I, yeah. I have later segments. I'm thinking <laughs> we'll, got some we'll real generate, juicy stuff coming we'll down the pipe. Some, yeah, okay. What's going on in the show? I, my note says coma exposition. I can't even remember what my notes mean. That, that's... I mean I, well, the next thing that happened after that was we kind of skipped around. John and Jamie hap- happens after that, and then Ari is packing. Oh yeah, and then John comes. Yeah, this is just the whole John goodbye tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I get I get happy about Needle because I like I like Arya more than John. Yeah, me I'm too. Gonna, I'm gonna have people hate me because I'm gonna say Jon Snow is a boring character. Like he's it, his where he is in the world is interesting, and that's what makes him an interesting character. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, just there's just always constantly interesting things happening around him. Yeah, otherwise he's basically just Ned Junior. Yeah, yeah, he's just his dad, and his dad is also boring as shit. <laughs> Yeah, stick him with the pointy end. Yeah. Yeah, and Nymeria is a is not a very talented dog. We learn. Mm-hmm. Like, on on the list of talented dogs, on a scale from Airbud <laughs> to the to the dog at the beginning of House of Cards, mm-hmm. um, she's closer to the House of Cards dog. Spoilers for the literally very first scene of House of Cards, <laughs> and. So yeah, we we see a lot of cute stuff about Arya's and John Arya's and John's reunion, and this, the scenes like this touch me a lot more on a rewatch because mm-hmm. you know you're not you're not connected oh, to these definitely. characters. You're thrown right into the action, so you know you're like these people seem nice, but I don't really care about yeah, them that later. much yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now it's like oh, John and Arya, I, yeah. I spoilers don't want to talk about anything, <laughs> but yeah, there's. There are interesting major spoiler things about this that I can talk about at the end of the episode that I don't even feel right shoehorning in here. Mm-hmm. I also wrote that uh, Rob 
and John share a powerful bro hug? Oh, one of the most powerful of the season, I would say. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Whenever there's think... a strong like slap on the back, gazing yeah. into the distance, that's how you know. That's like 90s commercial level of bro hug. Yeah. <laughs> See you, Stark. Goodbye, Snow. And then he's like, <laughs> looks right into the camera, you Starks are hard to kill. <laughs> and like he does a handstand and the camera starts spinning around. <laughs> A disco ball falls mm-hmm. from the, it, It's a whole thing. That's in the, in the extras. The deleted scenes. Oh, right. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I was watching the director's cut. Exactly. And uh, I wrote another netism, but I don't remember which one because I watched this like a week ago. Well, the, the scene they're at is when... They're leaving, Robert, right? Well, there's, there's two scenes. There's one oh, where Robert yeah. and Ned are talking, mm-hmm. and there's like so much fruit. Yeah. Like I couldn't get over it. This is all the I most could, bountiful picnic. All I could think of like there there are gonna be bugs everywhere. And that's all I could think of the whole time. But then they talked about how like, oh, you know that girl, John Snow's mom, right? And it's like, shut up. Mm-hmm. It's not just book six. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh I thought of you immediately, Eddie, because <laughs> the conversation like I made my notes it's just like Ned and Robert have a chat about titties. Mm-hmm. Because it's immediately just like Guys, you remember, and I, I looked, uh, I looked up Bessie because I thought that she was only a, a show invention, mm-hmm. um, and in on her a world of ice and, or a wiki of ice and fire page it says, in the books Robert fondly remembers her sweet big eyes rather than her big breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really like I was like really when they named her Bessie. Yeah, like, and had big boobs. I was like, "Come on!" It was. It's not very tactful. Uh, I mean, it was no big deal. But I was. I. I laughed honestly, which maybe that was the point. Who knows? Yeah, it's Robert, the likable king. Mm-hmm. Who we have a we have a good Robert question this week. All right, cool. I'm, I'm excited to get to that. But yeah, he's like, "I'm going to kill the Daenerys girl," and Ned's like, "Uh, oh, maybe, maybe not." Yeah, and that's. One of, like, my favorite helping me understand who a character is that I've read about, I guess they're called meta or whatever, is about Ned and about how people kind of understand him through honor as, like, his thing. Mm-hmm. But a more a more apt one that I read about is that he cares about preventing the murder of children specifically. And we see that here because we, ne- we hardly ever see him emotional. But when, as soon as Robert's like, hey, we should go kill that child, Daenerys, he, like, gets emotional. And later on in the episode, uh, when he sees a, a child who is in peril, whatever, it's just, you've already seen the, when, when Mike is dead, mm-hmm. he's like, he gets emotional about it. And, um. And also him, and, like, Robert wanting to go to war so bad. And he's like, they're across the sea. They have horses. They don't have boats. Calm down, buddy. Yeah, and there's a whole lot of other examples later on in the season mm-hmm. that'll be like, hey, remember that thing I said in P. Got episode 5? Mm-hmm. Of course. Classic but, Brooks. But yeah, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it is just them having a picnic, right? They're not <laughs> doing anything. They're just chilling out. Yeah. I mean, we learn we learn about uh, Wyla, I guess is how you pronounce her name, which was really disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Because when I read the books, it's W-Y-L-L-A. It's like Willa. And I thought it was Willa. Mm-hmm. And they have this conversation that's the perfect setup for a pun, but it only works if you say it Willa. So I was really Okay, what, what's what's the pun? Lay it on me. Well, you know, Robert's kind of po- 
poking at Ned trying to get answers about uh, Wyla. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we never learned, and I'm going to do this in the way that it should be. Okay. He said, you never told me what Willa looked like. And then Ned goes, nor Willa, instead of nor will I. <sighs> but you, that, you can't say nor Wyla. But if he... I see, do you see do you see where the humor is in this? I was expecting it's, it's a, much worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you. it's it's frustrating because it's such a it's such a layup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he literally says "nor will I," which you could totally shoehorn in there and like give him sunglasses and blow some air horns. He's not Tyrion, so he can't he can't be goofy. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Book Ned's a real jokester. Yeah. You guys should read the books. Mm-hmm. He's not. That was a joke. For that, for that reason, because he's just so darn goofy. Yeah. And then he tells Jon Snow, I'll tell you about your mother tomorrow. Womp, womp, womp. I like how he says that he's still a Stark. So, he was like, you're still a Stark, wink, wink. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And also, and- also, just m- entire series spoilers, fucking whatever. Um, did you know that Sean Bean just straight up said in an interview that he's not Jon Snow's dad? Yeah, he did an AMA on Reddit, I saw. And he was just like, why why didn't you tell the thing to Jon? And he was like, because he's not my son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I saw something on the internet. This is for you too, Kim. Okay. That there were pictures taken of Kit Harington at like Wimbledon or something. Uh-huh. And he just still looks like Jon Snow. With long hair. With long hair, yeah. I read somewhere that... Um, he was in in Ireland, and a fan saw him, and they asked to take a picture, and he said, "No, no, I can't do it." So he because yeah, because he's dead in real life. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. <laughs> Spoilers: the actor who plays Jon Snow is dead. For some reason, like just related to that, but Brendan Fraser was on Scrubs once, <laughs> and. <laughs> Like, no, it, I, let, let me get around no, to it. Like, no, the episode, that's what's so funny. The thing though. is, Brendan Fraser dies on Scrubs, and since that moment in my life, I thought Brendan Fraser is actually dead. I wish he was. <laughs> Why? Why? Brendan <laughs> Fraser is, is like, the real-life Davos to me. <laughs> what you got against number, the mummy? Number one, it's mostly the, the mummy-related, but he also looks like the Miz when he has his hair down, and I hate that. But um, there's a lot of posts on my blog where it's just like screenshots of The Miz and it's like, look at this Brendan Fraser motherfucker. (laughs) But, okay, I don't know if either of you have ever been to Universal Studios Orlando. No. All right, well, first of all, you should because it's great. They have a whole Simpsons area. But uh, they have The Mummy Mummy Returns, a ride. It's like a roller coaster. And... You know how whenever they have movie rides, like, they'll have, like, a, the mask ride, and then at the beginning of the ride, there'll be, like, a screen with Jim Carrey on, and it's like, hey, hey, kids, don't get vaccinated. And, like, yes. you know, like, it'll just, like, have the same clip every time. Mm-hmm. Somebody well, stop me from vaccinating my children. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> now I can't stop thinking of just, like, Jim, Jim Carrey mask back. <laughs> P-O-L-I-O, because I gotta. But, uh... Thanks. But at the very end of The Mummy, uh, after you've, I guess, defeated The Mummy by riding the roller coaster, there's Brendan Fraser sitting on a director's chair, and he's like, thanks for helping us out. This sure would be a whole lot better if I got my cup of coffee. And then, like, he shouts that at us, like, it's our job to get us a cup of, get him a cup of coffee. Hilarious. And then, like, this this skeleton hand reaches reaches in from off screen with a cup of coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And Brendan's like, thanks. And then he looks over and sees that it's like, I guess, the mummy, and he starts screaming, and then it cuts to black. So I, I guess you kill... Fraser was dead. Yeah, so I guess you kill Brendan Fraser every time you ride that ride, and that's one of my favorite rides. <laughs> <laughs> so every time... So every time I go through that ride, like me and the other 16 people in the car just like say it along with Brendan Fraser as he's dying. If I got my cup of coffee and then scream. So I hate Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. What if he's listening, Brooks? You know, he probably what is what is he, after furry vengeance? What did he do? What could he do after furry vengeance? Hmm. I know you guys don't remember Furry Vengeance. No, I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. Just there in was the a movie. Play, just this, uh, series of no, films. it came out in like 2011. And it was all over, like, well, I mean, in 2011, I pretty much just watched cartoons, mm-hmm. which is pretty much still true. But all over, like, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, it was just like a preview for this movie called Furry Vengeance. And it was just Brendan Fraser getting his ass kicked by animals the whole time. And I don't know what the premise was, but it just seemed like the opposite of Dr. Doolittle, and it was just like, oh, I'm Brendan Fraser, and I'm falling down a hill because a squirrel is chasing after me. I vaguely remember this. It it was a terrifically bad trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, it made Minions look like my dinner with Andre. It was... <laughs> Did you know uh, th- that one Minion wants to fuck two uh, fire, extingu- fire hydrants? Did you know that? And he has didn't. And, and he has a butt. That's good to know. Yeah, so that's what Minions is about. From what I, I saw in the trailer before Jurassic World. That's what I know of Minions. Oh man, I didn't get to the theater in time. But uh <laughs> Lucky. man, we we are getting consistently off track with this filler yeah. episode. Okay. <laughs> We're coming I up mean, with I our would, own filler. There is a I huge lo- scene with like the whole sword fight thing. Which, in my opinion, was the biggest scene of the episode. Which scene? Which the scene one? Oh, later on with uh, Arya Ruit spoils it. She spoils everything. Oh yeah, that okay. was. Let's uh, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. So Ned tells John, "I'll tell you about your mother next time I see you," and they go away forever. That's it. Yeah, and then Robert's like, "There's a war coming," and. <laughs> At that point, and then it immediately cuts to the, the Dothraki, mm-hmm. and I think it's really interesting how differently you think the show is going to pan out at this point. Because, mm-hmm. like, if I would, if somebody were to ask me, like, what do you think the end of season two will be? Like, I thought it would be like Viserys and Drogo versus Robert and Ned. Yeah, which it's a little different than that. I will spoil that <laughs> a little much. bit. Mm-hmm. So, but I just and technically there is a war coming, but not. Yeah, and I thought Ned was going to be like, and winter too. Uh, yeah, nope. No winters is comings in this episode. Zero. Yeah. So we're still it at what, like a, two? a temperate autumn day. Yeah, we're at two for the season, I think. Yeah. And then we go back to, uh, to Dothraki. And I write here, yeah, it's, gotta... it's uh, the Game of Thrones special. Which is just cut to a, to a scene with uh, sex and someone hating it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and like I, I rewatched the last episode. Or I, I watched our podcast, <laughs> and um, I said that in the books, that uh, the scene was about Drogo learning consent, mm-hmm. and that's a little not true, because it's still, you know, it's she kind of like figures out how to like it, but it's still kind of if she didn't like it, she st- it was still coerced. So I mean, it's still not a good thing. I, I, it really fucks me up how much I like Drogo. 
Like, yeah, he's kind of an awful person. He's a, he's a shitty person. Yeah, he's he's abs like he's terrible, and we see what he does to like the Lazarine and all that. But there's something like he's Aquaman. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah I, there's a theory where Cal Drogo has mm-hmm. the power to talk to fish, which is why he doesn't want to go to the Narrow Sea because he's in denial about it. But also, Jason Momoa, the guy that plays him, is going to be Aquaman. Oh, okay. Yeah, he looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, he made Aquaman cool. Uh-huh. And isn't that all that happens in the scene? Well, isn't there a scene before it where, like, a girl talks about how, don't worry, I only started fucking dudes when I was 12? That was a little later. Like, yeah, it's just, like, Dothraki people cooking, and then, uh... Yeah, and Drogo, like, gets up from the campfire, and he's like, I'd rather go do something terrible. Mm-hmm. And then we see, Danny like, looks at her eggs, and we kind of get the connection between her and the eggs, I think, because, like, she starts to look more confident, I guess, during the whole thing. And I thought it, it, might, it might be, um, pregnancy foreshadowing. Oh, true. Sex, and then eggs, wink, wink. Oh. Yeah. Dragon eggs, get it? Because she's she's the dragon lady. I could be a film student. <laughs> you really could. Starting to sound like one. Uh, and then we go back to the north where Tyrion is reading uh, Game of Thrones by yeah. the fire. And we have this whole like bastard discussion thing, right? Yeah, and we get to see the wall also mm-hmm. from the first time since it looked t- terrible in the pilot. Yeah, but, it looks uh, like the wall we know, kind of. But yeah, Tyrion uh, drops like five straight paragraphs of truth on him. Mm-hmm. And he drops the Amaya needs books like a sword, or whatever. Like a sword needs a whetstone. Mm-hmm. And then like, John doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to handle the banter. Yeah. And Tyrion's like, he's like, why do you read so much? And Tyrion's like, what do you see? And John immediately is like, is this a trick? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, you're so like you are Ned's son though, because like, look at you. <laughs> you answered that exactly as everyone expected you to. Yeah, and then Tyrion just kind of like does a jerk off motion and talks about Snarks and Grumpkins again, mm-hmm. which is fun because later on we see that he kind of finds his faith about supernatural creatures. Um. So yeah, and this scene, uh, if I if I may, uh, this scene also. Uh, illuminates my pet theory a little bit mm-hmm. because that's that scene about most, straight edge. Yes. Okay. Uh, naturally, and most of that scene is learning that the Night's Watch are bad people. Like Tyrion's, like these are rapists and terrible people. Like these are your brothers now. Doesn't that make you feel terrible? And then Tyrion offers John some wine, illuminating that now John is a bad person. <laughs> he broke edge. Yeah. So it's showing that the Night's Watch corrupts everybody. This That's, we need to take this to George R. R. Martin. The thing is, he knows. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's gonna be like, finally, I can die because somebody figured it out. He, he just please write my last two books for me. Did you know he types with two fingers? I that's my least favorite thing I've ever heard in my life. It's, I, well, how can you not love that? <laughs> because I want the books. At least it makes sense now. Why it takes so long? You can type surprisingly fast with two fingers. My and dad honestly, types with two fingers. Most no people f- who type with two fingers type very slowly. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing le- like you can type very He's been fast. doing it for 200 years. He probably types as fast as the rest of us, but with two fingers. Yeah. He just hasn't unleashed his true potential. 
I really liked that that dude whose name that starts with R, whose name I forget, was in the background. Who? The guy, the guy who um stabs, not spoilers, <laughs> Jor Mormont. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Rast? Rast. Because I know, I know it wasn't Biter. Like, he's not Biter. No. Book character, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but he was in the background like, oh, hey, it's, it's not just, like, an extra. Oh, I, was, I, I, I didn't recognize any of them immediately, so I kind of thought they were extras. That's good to know. No, but the, the guy who stabs Dora Mormont is in the background going, man, I hate this. I sure would like to get revenge. I sure would love day. to stab the Lord Commander right about now. <laughs> And then they have that discussion, and we go back to Winterfell, right? Back at Bran. With who is Lu- it? Oh, like, the maester walks in, and he's like, Yeah, oh. Lewin's like, hey, I know your kid's dying, but we need to talk finances. And and Kat's like, I'm not going to do any of this. I'll do it! Rob has just been standing in the room the entire yeah, time. Rob's, like, looking at nobody. <laughs> he's just, like, in the corner, just, like, staring at the other corner. I'll do it. Oh, a thing we forgot to mention is when uh, John says goodbye to Bran. Right? Oh, and Catelyn yeah. is, like, stone cold. Well, she's pretty bad here, but she's not as bad as the books. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. She's just like, leave right now. Like, I don't want you here. In the book, she's like, I wish it was you that fell. Yeah. Oops. Oh, yeah, see, I forgot that. Uh-huh. See, I'm, 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 a, I'm a bad fan. Yeah. And, like, you know, Cat gets a lot, of, a lot of flack, and most of it is relating to her treatment of John. But, like, I straight up sympathized with Kat in this scene. Like, I didn't, oh, I, you no, know. It's, it's a good scene, because you can understand where, where every character is coming from. Yeah, and, like, but, like, it it troubles me that, Kat, that you know, Kat kind of gets Skylar whited a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Breaking it's like, bad oh, spoilers. <laughs> People don't like Skylar. But, uh, and they should. <laughs> but, like, you know, the first time around, I was like, that was really rude of you. And it, and it was. And, like, ideally, I wish that she was she was nice to John, mm-hmm. But it's so understandable, and she's yeah. so stressed and devastated right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like there were clear... Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, this is totally unrelated, but because Maester Lewin's on scene, I'd like to bring up... Okay, so I'm going to bring this whole, you know, facade crashing down. I was supposed to be on last episode, but because there were communications issues, I wasn't. It was no oh, one's... It wasn't anyone's fault. Mm. I'm not like saying it was like just you know we're new at this. I say we, um, yeah. but in the first episode, true. I I had notes and Maester Lewin is called Meister Lewin in the first episode. Really, like the the heel Meister. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's the it's the it's the scene where Catelyn and Ned are just chilling in mm-hmm. their bed, mm-hmm. and then their guard says, "Oh, Meister Lewin would like to see you." Hmm. And then Gross. they change it from then on. Um, I guess it didn't stand out to me, but when I heard it, it stood out to me, and I remember it. I say to this day, it was a fucking week ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, at any rate, Lewin is there, being a big fat nerd. Yeah, saying you need to you need to take care of the place you live. Whatever. Yeah, and then Rob's like, Rickon needs you, mom. Who? And Cat's like, Oh, who? Fuck, you're we're totally right. <laughs> I forgot the brand's not my youngest. Uh huh. Have and we seen hears- Rickon since he lined up for uh, Robert showing up? No, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. And there's some howling and, like, cat's totally as fuck so she can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. She's like, we need a fish tank. And then Rob <laughs> sees that there's a fire and he leaves. And then the somehow this assassin sneaks up. You're not supposed to be here. Yeah, my favorite recurring show line. But it's like, in this case, it's actually like, yeah, she is. Read the books. That's mm-hmm. exactly where she is. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a good job. 
And a thing that got my, like, I don't know, my nerd rumblies all jumblied was this guy has a, a Valyrian steel dagger, right? Yeah, how that are, really stuck out to me. How are Catelyn's hands not just, like, cut in half? Like, literally, that what that tells me is that Catelyn could just punch a White Walker in the face and make him explode. Because mm-hmm. she just gets cut. Like, she grabs the blade and just gets badly she cut. She hulks up. She does. Like, she pulls away the knife with her bare hand, she bites the dude's neck and, like, F5s him through Bran's bed. <laughs> and just, it was terrific. Crossbody from the, the uh, yeah. summer. Yeah, but, like, later we learn that, like, there's... There's, like, one inch of Valyrian steel still left. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, two swords, and... But now it's just, like, this... Well, I mean, we do learn that it's too nice for him to have it, and we learn that there's a cat's paw and stuff, like... Or that there was a person who hired him and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's still... I wouldn't send it on for a job like this. Yeah. It's, like, priceless. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, if I were, like, just a dude for hire, I'd be, like, a Valyrian steel dagger, you say piece and then just like go across yeah the that's the that's basically priceless yeah to be honest also to point out how much jorah sucks he was a slaver because he needed the money he had a valyrian steel sword the whole goddamn time and he kept it because of his fucking pride yeah he would rather sell people into slavery than not have a sword he doesn't use it's a cool fucking sword yeah it is i looked up all the valyrian steel swords like known to us and there's some that are just like, oh, this family isn't important, but they just have a sword that yeah. they held on to for a long time. And that's all they're famous for. So, yeah. Hold on to those things. Yeah. So, I mean, Summer kills Summer kills the dude. And uh, we see needs. gross bloody hands for not, the, not even the only time in this episode. It was a very bloody hand episode. Mm-hmm. And that dude's um, neck is just squirting everywhere. It's just obliterated. Yeah. Do you think Bloody Hand could be foreshadowing for Episode 9? Think about you know, it. No, I, I was foreshadowing. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good shit, good shit. I just thought of that. That's the content I signed up for. Yeah, that's some premium. I should have to pay for what I just heard. <laughs> when I told my mom I was doing this, her first question was, how much are you paying me? <laughs> It's in, nothing in case anyone thinks in getting... the experience. It, yeah, it's experience. And no, I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm not demanding money. I just thought it was really funny. Getting our good opinions is <laughs> out there is yeah. like is like a Valyrian steel blade. You know, yeah. no one else knows how to do it, and it's totally priceless. Yeah. So your mind needs these hot opinions like a sword needs a weapon. Like I need some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also that. So Catelyn's bleeding everywhere, and then we go back to the Dothraki. <laughs> Which I'm happy we get the return, or I guess the introduction of It Is Known. Yeah, we get two It Is Knowns in mm-hmm. succession. It's great. Call and response, my favorite thing. And Danny's like, have you guys ever seen... She doesn't know shit in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, she is... To be fair, she doesn't know shit. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, she knows nothing as much as Jon. And not Jon Snow, of course. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's like, hey, have you guys ever seen dragons? And they're like, no, you fucking idiot. Of course we haven't seen dragons. Because we're not 8,000 years old. Actually, Brooks, dragons went extinct to 131 AL. Read the books. Shit. <laughs> exact date. Done. <laughs> I looked that up because my brother's watching the show, and he keeps bringing up dragons, and I keep telling him, they haven't been seen since 131 AL. And he asks, what's AL? I'm like, it's after landing. Jesus. Read a like- book. <laughs> Do you even know Aegon the Conqueror? 
Ugh. Is it after landing or Aegon's landing? I could be. Just I, th- I think it's off. after landing. Yeah. Because I think AC is after conquest, not Aegon's mm-hmm. conquest. Yeah. Yeah, I know shit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and she's what does Daenerys say? She's like, teach me how to make a sex good. Well, first they have the fight over whether the moon is an egg or a goddess, which I think is some great dialogue. Uh huh. And then Danny sends Team Goddess away because she's too interested in the yeah. moon being an egg. Conspiracy theory, Khaleesi. Yeah, she's investigate investigate the moon. Uh huh. The moon was perpetrated by members of her own government. <laughs> and uh, she has the conversation about how uh, one I don't know if this is like Eerie or Jiqui or Dorea or whatever, mm-hmm. but she learns that she was sold to a pleasure house when she was nine, and she trained for three years. And she's like, "That's a little weird. Can you teach me?" Uh, yeah, sure. This is how yeah. you do a sex real good. Yo, my notes is just, man, this is fucking weird. Like, that, that's, that was my notes for, like, the whole scene, because that's it. Like, that was just, that was weird. Yeah, and it's just, like, like, obviously they had to age Danny up, and they had to age everybody up, and I'm glad they did, because, mm-hmm. like, not only legally, but, like, I don't want to see that shit. But, like, it was very clear that Amelia Clark in this scene was, like, a 24-year-old girl. And she was like, so when I'm having sex, I should look away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, what is coming also? I don't know what that is. <laughs> that, I, the other day I was at work, doing work, of course, and I saw something, it was George R.R. Martin at some event reading a chapter from The Winds of Winter, and it was an Ariane chapter, and Good. I was just like, I'm so happy that it's just a regular chapter and not a sex one, because I don't, like, it's bad enough reading his words about it, like, him reading it to me would have been too much to handle. Oh, yeah. And he's, I like, mean, clearly enjoying it. Like, he's, like, <laughs> elongating words. Like, it's hard. Like, uh, Purple members. Like, dribble down his mouth. No! <laughs> That's, like, every 30 pages in the book. So I don't No matter what, it's, like, chicken grease or fruit. Blood. Or blood, or, yeah. Yeah, any manner of bodily fluid. <laughs> so we see Drogo's butt. Yeah, my, right in my notes, I wrote Cal-ass, Cal-ass. So, yeah. very excited about that. We didn't see any dingus, though. No dingus. Did you spot a dingus, I, I, Kim? Where? Cal Drogo's dingus? No, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, we were looking we'll have to for wait that. for Aquaman to see his dingus. There was a major character in season two that hangs dong. I remember you guys last episode thought, <laughs> didn't know. Oh, Hoder Theon. does. Yeah, Hoder does, but he confirmed no, oh, it's oh. fake. Yeah, it is fake. But Theon, real dick, yeah. season two. We see legit Alfie Dick. Yes. Yeah. Like when he, full when frontal. He, when, he, when he fucks Rose, I always called her Ross, but apparently it's Rose. Huh. Is it? Because like I, I, I looked at, I watched the scene between Tyrion and Theon from like episode four. Spoilers, and like he says like Roz, but I don't understand. I've never understood how to say her name. Rose is fine. Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh well, it's a real name, but spelled differently. That's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I, I remember. I remember because like, what the shit? That's a dong. That's a that's a full donger right there. Man, we we underestimated the amount of dongs that were hanged in this in this show. Yeah, uh, I I think I still think there could be more. There definitely could be more. Yeah, about yeah. that a little. There's bit. There's a whole world for us to re-explore. <laughs> more penises. Yeah, more. We're talking about uh, we need more dongs to be hanging in the show. Yeah, I mean I'm totally into it too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Danny DeVito should be a producer because then he'll call for full penetration. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Boom. That was a sick riff. <laughs> nice riff, brah. And then we finally get subtitles of Dothraki. 
Oh, yeah, we do. What is she like? I would gaze into your eyes, my sun and stars. Yeah. Cow's like, like... Cow's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then he's like, hey, this is fine. Yeah. And then, and like, I like how this episode ends and begins with them having sex. Yeah. Book ends. It's like poetry. It's three episodes, two, or two episodes, three sex scenes mm-hmm. for Danny. Yeah. Which is, I mean, and for those of you who aren't in the know, there was like, starting in season three, she was like, all right, I'm done with nudity. We're not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is fairly, which is very reasonable. Because they would just have that titty out for like four straight seasons then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great segue into one of my puns. Mm-hmm. Oh, People shit. should call Karth One Titty City. <laughs> Take me down to the one titty city. The grass is green. And For show watchers, in the books, it's just fashionable to have one tit out the whole time when you're in Karth. That's just like what you do. Mm-hmm. And and believe it or not, it was cut. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Weird. Like, I'm not even upset. I mean, like, I was just like, when I read that, I was like, huh. I, get, I mean, that makes sense. Oh, I mean, it does... It's not as weird as it seems to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Victorians were like elbow, probably. I don't actually know anything about Victorians, but I've I've seen people talk about it. Elbows are nice. You get a nice bow out there. Yeah, Michelle Obama, sweet elbows. Bow. Uh, we I think we skipped over when we go back to the north and they're having like their enclave discussion in the. the oh, when Cat calls the conference. Yeah. And Theon is just there. Uh, yeah. Like the greatest minds of Winterfell gathered by the Heart Tree and Theon. Yeah. Like oh, all of and these. We also forgot she's looking through the tower and finds one strand of Lannister hair. Okay, I love that scene <laughs> for several reasons, and here are all of them. Okay. Um, there, there's a shot where she looks up at the broken tower, and there's also a shot of her looking out the window. Mm-hmm. And for as much as we criticized Sansa in season five, those are the exact same shots that she got in season five, and yeah. I thought that was like a really nice touch. Sweet. Believe it or not. Like, good job, directors, actually. Because mm-hmm. um, we criticized that shot of Sansa in the tower a lot. <laughs> but, um, and I'm very surprised that I never saw a photo set of that Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just, like, straight up follows the fuck stench over to this spot <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> and she's like, hmm, there's, like, Cersei's knees-shaped not dust here. Mm-hmm. And, and then she finds the long golden hair, and she was like, hmm... That's not usually here. <laughs> in this broken tower Wait. that nobody's been in in a while. Yeah. And yeah, Theon is there, and she's like, Bran was thrown, y'all. There must always be a Stark in Winterfell. And Cat is really rude in this scene, because they're right in front of a Weirwood, mm-hmm. and she's like... The new gods! She's like, seven. Bran's life is in the... Seven's hands right now. I do. I'm it's right like, the old here. Gods are right there. Like save that. Like be a little respectful. <laughs> and also, that's funny if you read the books and you kind of know more about who, how the old gods may or may not work. Mm-hmm. But um, that's neither here nor there. I like. She's like. Uh, who did she give it? To? What's his name? Roderick. Oh, yeah, Roderick. Valyrian steel. And he just like puts it in his pocket. I'll yeah, there's so many. There's so many, like, season one members of Ned's Winterfell Guard that, like, I just completely forgot Roderick, about. Uh, Jory. Jory, and, uh, this is the, and the rest. Does the great John show up? Yeah, he I think does. That's season two. Oh, yeah, he shows up at some point. With He's Bob. the one that says, King of the North, and then everyone puts an F in North forever. Yeah. The King of the North! 
That's yeah. how you know they're from the north. And then, yeah, that's it. They're like, we gotta take care of this. Stark and Tully style. Cool pose credits. Yeah. Not really. Uh, the next scene is, like, super medieval, <laughs> which, like, like, it just looks very much like a medieval setting where Sansa's walking through, I guess, Winterfell. Or no, she's walking through, like, the, the Riverlands on the way to King's Landing and stuff. <laughs> but, like, there's a bunch of armored knights and shoddy tents, and there's some merchants that are shouting, and, like, it looks very renaissance i guess Mm -hmm. and that's not medieval sorry history majors (laughs) but uh and then illin Payne and the hound surround her and they're like hey we sure are scary aren't we that would be weird if you were scared right now (laughs) that was at winterfell was it yeah because they haven't killed lady yet or whatever her name is yeah but they're but like ned's already traveled it's like somewhere on the way because like they oh is that they, oh am i just is that why the river look oh i'm just i just i'm just dumb whoops <laughs> no 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 dude because i i was i was looking up i was trying to figure out why ned took who he took last night because it, it never it never clicked in my head because it was like okay sansa kind of makes sense because she's she's betrothed to joffrey and everything but i was like why did he take micah or why did he take Arya? <laughs> He took Micah so that the Hound would have somebody to kill. Mm. And, but, uh, like, yeah, it's it's not as clear as it could be. And, uh, so yeah, Arya and Micah are sparring on the Trident, which I really think is neat, mm-hmm. because of Rhaegar and Robert and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then, um, ju- like, just some underage drinking by the lake. Like, what a beautiful way to spend yeah, the day. Yeah, we get our first true, t- this is dire- this is verbatim from my notes, mm-hmm. we get our first true taste of Joffrey being evil by offering Sansa wine. Mm-hmm. And how fucking dare you. <laughs> and Joffrey just ups the dickhead factor, like, exponentially every word he says. Yeah, and he, and like, Micah has the wooden practice sword, and mm-hmm. Joffrey's like, hey, why don't you take your wooden practice sword and fight me with your fight me with this real with steel my sword? Real and Arya's great. like, man, I hope this is the last time somebody I love has to deal with this this season. <laughs> and he just like literally- he's like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry, my lord. Like I'm not your lord. I'm a prince. I'm so sorry, my prince. I'm not a prince. I'm a Khaleesi. <laughs> fight me, <laughs> fight me with my real blade. <laughs> and my favorite thing is Joffrey gives like the classic just villain. I'm not going to hurt him much. Cut on the cheek. (laughs) Like, he's pretending to be a villain at this point. Oh, yeah. And then he gets his life destroyed. Yeah. And, you know, Sansa's being influenced by the Devil's Nectar. She's clearly, like, sloshed at this point. Mm -hmm. So she sides with Joffrey. And, uh... So Arya. Oh, can we him. talk about how Joffrey tries to kill Arya like seven times? He's throwing straight death chops at her. <laughs> kill her and, dead like, with a sword. Say, like saying the c word, and yeah. that's very rude. Uh huh. <laughs> that's the worst. The worst of all. Yeah. Like. But then he gets don't... eaten by a dog and his sword thrown in the river. Like, <laughs> Nymeria bites his hand and he just crumbles to the ground. <laughs> I'd like to point out. That I am 95% sure that Arya's eyes are different when... Like, do you think they got a new actress to, like... No, 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 I think she's warging into Nymeria or something. Or something oh, like that, because... Her the eyes last are... thing we need on this show. No, no, <laughs> no, no, let John I'm talk. Let John talk. I'm genuine. 
I think her eyes were kind of like a kind of like sunset color, like a kind of bronze. And in other scenes, they're more bluish. Um, but in that scene, when she's like when she's like standing over Joffrey, her eyes are a different color. I'm pretty sure. War confirmed. War confirmed. I put that's what I said. I said warging confirmed, confirmed, confirmed for warg. That's what I put in my notes. I knew I had a good feeling about John. Mm-hmm. Also, when people write up all the great reviews about how it was the best guest host, mm-hmm. my name is spelled J O N, like in the books. That's how you can remember it. Mm-hmm. Like constant. Just, just so you know. I actually know a guy named Jon Snow. Really? But with an H, yeah. Oh, that's so close. Uh, and uh, th- apparently he never complains about being compared to the other John, so... I was watching an interview with George R. R. Martin last night, and he was talking about how like, he'll meet little baby girls named Daenerys, like their moms will take them to signings and stuff, that's and be like, terrible. this is my daughter... Da-. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> but, like, that made me think so much about, like, what if George is actually planning on making Daenerys evil? Mm-hmm. Like, those mothers have ruined everything. You know what's daughters. really fucked up is that over a hundred people in like 2013 were named Khaleesi. Yeah, that's and awesome. that's not her name. Like I get, like I understand she's called Khaleesi a lot, but that's not her name. Like, and like if you're gonna name your child like something stupid, you should research it to make sure it's not really stupid. Yeah, like if you. Like Ned Stark, you wouldn't name your kid Warden of the North. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what they're doing. And here's my beautiful baby boy, Lord of Winterfell Colossa. (laughs) First of his name. So Joffrey Um, gets his life destroyed. And then there is a nice homage to Air Bud in this scene. Okay. A little after this. Mm -hmm. It's an homage to the end of the second act of the first Air Bud movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Classic. And she she sends off Nymeria into the forest so that Joffrey, who is himself doing an homage to Happy Slappy the Clown, mm-hmm. or Nor- Norman Snively is his real name, and uh, so that they can't uh, regain control of the dog and hurt her. And I thought that was really classy by the directors. Nice, at, nice uh, pull there. there. Nice. Yeah, it was. You know, I got the wink, so it was it was nice. So everyone searches for Arya. They bring her back, and Joffrey's like. The wolf killed me, and I'm dead now. Yeah, it was it was like a no DQ handicap match, and I was blindfolded, and mm-hmm. I don't know. And I bet a lot of people are gonna give, or probably did give Sansa shit for being like, I don't know, but like. But you have to remember huh? that she's super hungover. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because she, she really doesn't remember. She was wasted. It's like I don't remember what happened. I need a Gatorade. I have a headache. <laughs> In all seriousness. There are people who, like, didn't like Sansa in, like, the first couple seasons. And I love Sansa. Mm-hmm. And you should love Sansa. I agree, but, I agree. like, in the first couple episodes, I can see being annoyed by her. Because in the same way the Lannisters are just evil in the first season, mm-hmm. Sansa's just whiny in the first... At least the first half of the yeah. first season. Yeah. I mean, and it... You know, we we see her be annoying before you're really given time to think about how she's been raised, you know, by lords and ladies who have these chivalric ideas of what it is to be a lady and a knight in her head and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She seems so, like you know, a popular girl at school who, like, doesn't let Arya sit at her crocheting table or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you have, you know, you have a, a whiny girl who is performing traditional medieval femininity, and then you have cool Arya who's, like, slashing at wooden swords with boys and, mm-hmm. you know... 
paying homage to Airbud, and you're like, oh, okay, I like her. And a thing I like about this is how Robert is the king of all seven kingdoms, and he can't even like manage this. It's really telling about yeah. like his like we know that he doesn't want to really lead and be the king. He just kind of wants to fight mm-hmm. and hunt and do other things to vaginas. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he just like straight up bails. <laughs> He's like, you handle it, I'll handle this. By the way, Joffrey, a little girl beat you up. Ha ha, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> and, which is, I like that because, um, there's not, you're never, I don't think, 100% explicitly told who sends the cat spa, mm-hmm. but the prime suspect is Joff trying to impress Robert, because he heard Robert be like, oh, we should fucking kill Bran, because he's a little baby. Mm-hmm. And then Joff hears that, and he's like, wow, this would be great, and Robert would love me if I had killed this child. Yeah. <laughs> if I hired someone to kill this child. Yeah, so then we see uh, at least justification, if that is true, mm-hmm. uh, why Joff would do it, because Ned's like, well, you fucking wouldn't kill this little girl, and what the fuck? And in this episode, also, Cersei is the one who's really excited to kill an animal. Yeah, she took the Theon spot. Yeah, I'm really excited to see in episode three who really wants to, like, smash the dragon egg or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, then, like, go kill that mean dog, the one who didn't do anything. Uh, okay. It's Ed, Ned's like, it's the law, so I gotta do it. Yeah. Which, okay. And in an homage to the fifth Airbud movie. How many Airbud movies are there? Um, the Airbud Pentalogy, okay. which is the only recognized Airbud canon mm-hmm. to me is just the five movies. It okay. goes from the original to Spike's back, mm-hmm. and then that's when Air Bud happily dies of old age, mm-hmm. and he never has talking babies. Okay. Um, Wait, are, are the talking dogs in space, is that supposed to be Air Bud? Um, in name only. In the uh, same never... way that... Uh, in the same way that Game of Thrones Season 5 is a song of ice and fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... The buddies got sent to Dorne mm-hmm. when they're supposed to be regular not talking dogs who are good at sports. Yeah, of course. And it's a whole that's that's for my sub podcast. Mm-hmm. So if this has tickled your fancy, tune in to the future when I launch that podcast. Do you remember your dumb name for it? Um uh 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 uh, uh it was Airbud for your earbuds. <laughs> there you go. I I remember but yeah. I Great. told him I was really worried because I'm going to be like, hey, I remember your jokes. And he was going to be like, who the fuck cares? But he's actually not an asshole. Which... <laughs> oh, no. I'm great. On that one. That's the spin of this one. And, uh, yeah, what happens? Ned's like, I'm going to go kill that innocent dog. And then the hound walks by. He's like, I killed a boy. Ha ha. No, he doesn't laugh. He's just like, I killed a boy. It was cool. And he's He's been, like, learning his lines from Joffrey. So he's like, he ran. Dot, dot, dot. Not fast. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. That's pretty much the end. (laughs) I read something that the scene with Ned and the dog, which is like less than three seconds long, took two hours to film or something. Because the dog was just freaking out the entire time. Yeah, the dog was a really good actress. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as soon as that knife got pulled, she was like, oh no, I'm acting scared. It was great. Mm -hmm. Method acting. Yeah, so... Um, we well, also see, uh-huh. as soon as Lady is like, oh, hey, it's it's Granddad, or whoever, when Ned's walking up, we see Summer start to, like, get up and look worried, which is neat, because I like seeing connections between the direwolves and also between the Starks, which we also see. And one difference from the books 
is in the books he uses his giant ass sword to kill the dog. Oh yeah. Does he? Yeah. How, how does the dog not run away? Does he like tie it down? I don't. It's know. literally like Nightmare's sword from Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in this one, it's just like the one of the the little sexy girl with the bikini and the two daggers. Uh-huh. I don't even remember her name. Shitty little knife. Yeah. I want to point out that the Valyrian steel in the show, and this is my little mm-hmm. books are better moment, the Valyrian steel in the show is just like regular ass steel. It should be visually. dark. Right? It should yeah, be like swirled. Let, let, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, what's the word? It's like um, Damascus steel is what it's based on. Mm-hmm. And Damascus steel... If you're at Google and that, that's how that's how it works, you at, at or look up Damascus steel. It looks tight. Uh-huh. And it, looks, it looks fucking sick, dude. It does. <laughs> and I was really annoyed because I was watching it. This was the first oh, time shit. I watched it, like thinking about it. And it's just regular ass metal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a cool ass sword. Shit, <laughs> it is. It looks super tight. <laughs> it's like fucking tight. I Google that shit, viewers. And also, fun fact, in a crazy coincidence, it's also, like, a kind of metal we don't know how to make anymore. So oh, nice. Whoa. Because dragons. Mm-hmm. So Ned kills the dog with this shitty knife, and then Bran wakes up. Yeah, he was <gasps> sleepy. Which, I had a conversation with, with Kim about this. It's like, say he's in a coma this whole time? Like, how is he existing? He's warging. I like, but how is his human form keeping like sustenance and using the pee pee in the? Oh, it's, I guess oh, like cat enough. is just like nursing food down his throat. Mm-hmm. Like, are there not chapters in the book about how like people have to change his shitty bed clothes? Oh, probably. Okay, yeah, probably. Now I'm forgetting. Yeah, that is something that never really occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but there's no IVs and heart doesn't, monitors. Doesn't shy away from putting poop in places where yeah, poop he wouldn't pass up be- an opportunity to talk about like shitty sheets and like yucky pee-pees and stuff so the more that Bran slept the more he shat <laughs> yes and that's the end of the, of the show episode yeah. overall it was it was okay I mean yeah I mean it was I mean I, I wasn't there wasn't a big scene that like really grabbed me aside from the trident but it was it was full of solid exposition mm-hmm. and uh I was a fan yeah. Looking forward to the uh, to what follows. My yeah. brother is starting to watch the show, and as I said, he's uh he's fifteen, and he's never read the books or anything. And I like to make fun of him, mm-hmm. you know, you tease him and stuff. And so my brother asked why Jon Snow is going north. I said he's going to take the Black. He's going to join the Night's Watch. And he said, "What do they do?" I said, "They guard the realms of men." Mm-hmm. And so then Ben, that's his name. He googled Game of Thrones map and asked me to point where the realms of men are. <laughs> to be fair, there is like the Isle of Men. I think that yeah, that's, that's that that the Isle of Man is in the United Kingdom. Uh, that too. <laughs> it might be in Game of Thrones. I'm thinking of I, the Isle of Faces. Oh, the Isle of Faces. Uh, yeah, the Isle yeah. of Man does exist and is real. <laughs> also. The, speaking of other shit you should Google, the Isle of Man's flag is nuts. It's fucking weird Isn't as shit. Isn't it like three legs? It's just three legs. <laughs> just, and they're like, and they're all share like a joint. It's fucking weird. And oh, a- hell yeah. That's like a windmill of legs. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, speaking of flags and weird shit that's on them. <laughs> oh, shit. This segues perfectly into my new segment. Uh, last week, as our loyal viewers may remember, we gave House Dane words, which uh, are canonically spooky starry night. 
It's true. So I figured that we could look through some other houses and give them words. So uh, right. a few of these, you know, they're not made. There's a couple of important houses, not major houses. But uh, most of them are just like weird one-off ones that I found and thought their sigils looked funny. So I'll link them. I'll link them over here, and you, everyone can take a look. This is the first one I think we're gonna do. House of Blount, which uh oh of Boros of Blount, Boros Blount fame of the Kingsguard. Yes, he's the only memorable member of this house. I'm surprised. What the fuck not... is that? So uh, I'm House Blount part of your is a noble first house. Of all, yeah, his name could be pronounced House Blount. House Blount, blaze it! Holy so, shit! House Blunt, House Blunt like the Noble House that. from the Crownland. And it's Red Bend Sinister between two this, black porcupines. Yeah, the, so, the Wiki of Ice and Fire, I don't know where they get this language from. But it's like the most, it must be based on some real medieval type shit. So it says, they blazon their arms with a Red Bend Sinister between two black porcupines on green. It's basically a green thing with two porcupines and a diagonal red line across it. So, I like how the porcupines are clearly just clip art. They're the exact same the porcupines. The best part about this wiki is everything is. Oh, that's so tight. Yeah, so there's just ridiculous clip art on everything that should be noble and royal and stuff. So, <laughs> what do we have anything for this one? House of Blount, two porcupines. Green and red. I think that those are good words. <laughs> two porcupines. Green and red. <laughs> green and red. Alternative. It's Christmas, bitch. <laughs> How about there's a there's a pun between Chris Miss and Bristles? I don't know. I'm 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 reaching. I'm clearly reaching. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. Briss is a circumcision. Mm-hmm. So we can well, go there. Mm-hmm. Four twenty. Brisset. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Four twenty. Cut your foreskin off. <laughs> Got it. Uh. Okay, let's let's get out of here. Uh, the next house is oh, this is a good one. I'll I'll re- I'll read you the description first, and then you get like you tell me your first reaction upon seeing. Okay, gotcha. So this is House Root of Lord Haraway's Town. It's a noble house from the Riverlands, and according to semi-canon sources, they blazon their arms with a two-headed horse, brown, on a field of wavy green and green. And here, wavy green and green. Yeah, it's two shades of green. And get That's a goddamn watermelon. That's a goddamn watermelon. It's, that is literally giraffe rig from Pokemon. It's a watermelon with a cat dog horse. <laughs> That's amazing. That's pretty good. Which I need this clip art of double horse. <laughs> How do they walk? Very carefully. That could be yeah, it's works. like love bug style where they're just always going to be fighting each other. That's a that's a good one. How do they walk? That oh, it actually is. Now that you like say it, cool. Yeah. We, How do they we walk? We do not walk. Yeah. Oh, we do not walk. Not <laughs> <laughs> walk. Taking all these down for history. Also, where did they poopy? Yeah, there's straight up no butthole. <laughs> no butthole. <laughs> we give no shit. That, yes. <laughs> Next up, we have House Errol of Haystack Hall. It is a noble house from the Stormlands. 
according to semi-canon sources, they blazoned their shield as a yellow haystack on orange. That sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a dream. And take a look at that. Man, they're not fucking around. That's just straight up. That's It is what it says it is. Yeah. <laughs> what Are there semi-canon sources? It means like the world of Ice and Fire or something. Oh, okay. So like the, the, the city of winged men and shit. Yeah. So, uh... I like the description of the fancy language. It says, like, tenny, a haystack, or... Tenny? What does that mean? It It's a past tense of a verb. Mm-hmm. I took French. To ten. Hold up. To ten? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, hold on. Apparently it means wood in, in Hungarian. Thanks, Google Translate. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going for, like, a cowboy thing here. I don't know why. It reminds me of tumbleweeds, even though that's not it. How about this? Uh-huh. Because if it's hay, uh-huh. fever and fervor. Damn. Ooh. I wouldn't want to fuck with fever and fervor. I like that. I didn't think we'd actually be getting good ones. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just thinking of, like, needle in a haystack and, like, we needle a better one. But... <laughs> Yeah, I like I like John. We needle a better haystack. Yeah. Okay. Needle a better haystack. Confirmed. That sounds this, like it means I think something. This this is my favorite one. This is House Blackmont is a Dornish noble house. And I'm not even gonna read this one to you. You guys need to take a look at this. <laughs> Their blazon is a black vulture with a pink infant in its claws on yellow. Man, that's holding that baby like a trout. <laughs> what does this mean? This is clearly a Greek myth. It has. This is obviously just literally a Greek myth. <laughs> or they were, the the person who came up with it was like, what's the most metal shit I can think of? Like, this is the opposite of the stork. This <laughs> <laughs> is the bad bird that takes pink like, children away. If I were a Republican, I would want this above every abortion clinic in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the opposite know, of like, the story. How you come up with this? Like, how you like? What should we? Like, what should our flag be? Mm-hmm. And it's we'll like, hey, keep taking our babies. Like, Let's hey, lady, hey, lady Blackmont, remember what happened to your baby last week? It's like, oh yeah, the, the vulture. It's like, yeah, that's how, that was cool. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that was pretty fucking cool. And then the rest is history. Remember it forever. She didn't bring it up and tell Catelyn how her baby died? Yeah. Oh, you're, really? Your son was pushed from a tower? A giant bird stole mine naked by its feet. Like, okay. Yeah, you're the same. Also, that ba- this baby is not, like, hanging. It's doing, a, it's doing a crunch. Like, it's straight doing a sit-up. The bird looks... Strong birds, strong babies. Yeah, that, <laughs> look at that bird's delts on its, like... That's some serious, like, shoulder and back strength. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are Dornish babies pink? Um, they hmm. can be. Because somehow, like, House Dane is, like, fair-skinned or whatever. I think. I mean, Jon Snow was true. born it could in Dorne. It could also be, it could also oh be super sunburned from being carried around by this ripped-ass bird. Because it looks like the sun is in the background. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I really should have picked up on that earlier. Just, I just got that. It's burnt to a crisp. That's a strong bird, though. So are we going to go with strong birds, strong babies? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. they're both literally exercising right now. Uh-huh. It's great. <laughs> oh, I, I'm also going to mention, this. I took one house from each of, like, the major areas. Oh, nice. So the next house is from the Iron Islands, House Sunderly. Uh, according to semi-canon sources, they blazon their arms with a drowned man, pink and pale, floating upright in a blue-green sea, his hair streaming upwards as fish nibble at his limbs. Uh, that dude is just white. Yeah. Just a white they didn't have... Uh, they already used the pink baby clip art. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just thinking, like... I've made a huge mistake. I like his, like, Egyptian slave clothing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's clearly, like, from, like, what, what was that Disney movie? Moses or something? <laughs> the Prince, the Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Prince of Egypt. It should have just been called Moses or something. <laughs> hey, that could be their, their words. Yeah. Moses or something. Which, what, are those just, like, regular fish or they're just, like, bass? Well, it, it says, as fish nibble at his limbs. Mm-hmm. So, presumably, they're fr- fish from the Iron Islands. Yeah, Hranas. <laughs> like, this should be a Tully sigil. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not scared of water at all looking at this. I'm scared of fish. Yeah. They could be good fish. Like, yeah, they could, could be, be like, like those shark fish that, like, the ones that, like, hang them. on the bottom, hey. and it's, like, yeah. a symbiotic relationship. They could be good fish. That could be words. And it's just about some guy who got sick by eating some bad fish, and he's like, ah, they could be good fish. Those were his last words. They wanted to honor him. Mm -hmm. Boom. There you go, House Sunderly. Uh, Next, this is a weird one. House Cordwainer of Hammerhall. According to semi-canon sources, they blazon their arms with black boots on a field of green and gold diamonds. I was thinking, like, the gems. It's, like, the shape. Mm-hmm. Also, those are clearly cowboy boots. Yeah. Yeah, those are, like, Puss in Boots from Shrek 2. These boots are made from walking and, like, a Sonic 2 background. These boots are made for walking could be it. I just figured that was the layup. Yeah. Hmm. We, we, have to, we have to go deeper. I, I really need to bring something in with the green and the green and the yellow. I mean, they're my school's colors, go bulls. So, <laughs> go bulls, <laughs> go boots. We got it. Go, go boots. boots. Yep. Also, exclamation! Shout out to team names with stupid teams with stupid names, mm-hmm. like the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid name. Love them. Truly awful. Packing what? It, it, it meant meat packers. Uh, like I see. I, I got tons of names. Like there's a team in the NFL in the 19 teens mm-hmm. was the Dayton Triangles. <laughs> just sick team name. The Philadelphia Phillies were originally just the Philadelphia Philadelphias, and they somehow got even even worse. They did. Yeah, now they're a sandwich. <laughs> this house. I think I chose this one just because of the choice of clip art. I'll, again, let let you to take a look and then uh, just give me your first reactions. <laughs> That's the Hamburglar! <laughs> house Falwell is a noble house of the Westerlands. They blazon their shields with a fool in red and gold motley juggling five sons on black. 
no member of this house has appeared. Oh, shit, that is the Hamburglar. <laughs> it's got the McDonald's calling. And he's juggling burgers. Oh, my God. That's even, like, lettuce sticking out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. So we have... Okay, he's the Hamburglar here, juggling burgers. Like, it's McDonald's colors. That's what it is. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. And now we move on to... So these were just kind of minor houses that appear somehow. Now we're going to move on to uh, more important houses, which have shown up and, take you know, they're a big part of the story, but their words have never been, been spoken yet. So first we move on to House Reed. Oh, okay. So the Cranigmen. The Cranigmen. And they, bla- they their arms are a black lizard on gray-green. So, could that thing just be like, oh, this should have been a frog? <laughs> like we fucked up clearly. Uh huh. I'm just thinking, uh, where's Howland? Like, yeah, like that's always what I'm thinking about when I hear about the reeds. Uh huh. I'm gonna be really, I'm gonna be super real. Mm-hmm. Like, I forgot about Howland Reed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I super forgot. Well, about so he's him. also somehow every character in the series. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to. Uh, I think it's Kranigs. Is there anything we can do with Kranigs? They have cool spears. That's what I remember about them. They have sweet spears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mira hunts with a net. Nothing but net. <laughs> Nothing but net. <laughs> Nothing but net. And now uh, we move on to the final house. I'm just going to post this one in the chat, right. and uh, we'll, we'll see where this goes. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he put House Seaworth of Cape Wrath. They don't have... Sh- <laughs> it's a shitty black ship on a shitty pale gray field and a shitty white onion on its sails. It, it has to be me finger bones, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where's me pouch? Where is me pouch? It, it actually, it would be like an in, your entire Davos post. <laughs> it's an eight-point Jokerman font. Uh-huh. <laughs> Should we talk about how you got name dropped on MTV in like smallerfont.com? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if. Uh... Dear listeners have heard about this, but there was a post that I wrote about why I hate Davos, which and so I wrote out like a sample chapter of what every one of his chapters is like, and it's just like, oh, I love Stannis, he's a hard but just man, and I, it reminds me of my dead sons who I missed. I clutched at my finger bones on my neck to remember my dead sons. I didn't have my finger bones because Stannis cut off me finger bones. He was a hard but a just man, and it was just. That and then page. like MTV posted some clickbait that was like this epic like, takedown of a beloved character will make you rethink him. Yeah, and then it was just like sliced with gifts of Davos like getting blown the fuck Tumblr out of the black water. Serious so. Jones said, "Yeah, and it was like capital S, capital J." Yeah, we don't need to come up with. I just wanted to post that. The best thing though is that it said that one of the reasons you might not like Davos is because he's left of center. And I thought that was really funny, because if you don't know, 
Brooks is just straight up a communist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Also, same, like, unironically. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah. genuinely, this is like the commie podcast. You could call it that if you wanted to. Commie cast? Commie cast. Oh, that's good. I think we might get sued by Comcast. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from there. That's like an Arrested Development joke. Are we going to move on to your bit now, Brooks? Oh, yeah. So, um, what I'd like to do, since I'm so in, like, I spend literally up to an hour a day minimum reading Game of Thrones theories. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they range from who Jon Snow's mother is to um, who has been dead for five seasons but is still alive and kicking and is also the king. So, um, since episode two had so much reference to Jon Snow's mother, um, I just wanted to take it easy. And uh, for those of you who may be wondering who Jon Snow's mother is, I wanted to present the predominant theory, uh, which is called R plus L equals J, just real quick. We're running a little long this week. This is basically but... like baby's first theory. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's all but canon. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be revealed in either season six or the sixth book or both. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's a significant amount of evidence for it. There's very little to the contrary. Like, I didn't know about it, and I didn't. I, I don't think I would have picked up on it reading, but since I knew about it before reading, like, I was 30 pages into the book, and I was like, yes, this is true. <laughs> and that continued to be the case throughout. Mm-hmm. So, basically, it's kind of weird that Ned would sully his honor like that and just do it with a tavern wench and, like, disrespect his new wife like that. And that's because he didn't. You see, gasp, um... We learn a lot uh, through a fever dream that Ned has about the Tower of Joy in the books. And that all comes after uh, the events of Robert's Rebellion, which we talked about in episode pilot, Mm -hmm. which is where uh, Prince Rhaegar uh, kidnapped Lyanna Stark, Ned's sister. Um, And we don't, there's there's some evidence that maybe Lyanna went along with it or that she liked him or whatever, but in any case, Rhaegar took Lyanna. And, uh, long story short, Robert killed Rhaegar, because he was mad, and Lyanna friend-zoned him. Mm-hmm. And so later on, the war was pretty much over, and Ned found his sister Lyanna in the Tower of Joy, which is in the north part of Dorne, and it's it was surrounded by Kingsguard, which is weird, be- unless there was, like, an heir to a prince that was, uh, yeah, in and there. And not just Kingsguard, like, the three best Kingsguard. Yeah, like, Spooky Starry Night, Arthur Dane was there. Mm-hmm. And... So that becomes a lot more uh, a lot more reasonable when you th- understand that the heir between that was birthed uh, of of Lyanna and Rhaegar was up there. So uh, Ned Ned kills some people, some other people die, and then he goes up to the Tower of Joy and he finds Lyanna in a bed of blood. And we never understand what really happens to Lyanna there. We don't, you know. It, he never mentioned, oh, yes, Lyanna had just been stabbed in the stomach. Hmm. Like, no, we just find out that she's dying in a bed of blood, which is reminiscent of what happened sometimes during childbirth at that time. And then something that haunts Ned throughout the first book is promise me, Ned, which were apparently Lyanna's last words to him. Hmm. So we're left to kind of speculate what that promise was. Um, and there's also other hints that are... Uh, like Jon Snow is 14 years old in the book at the very beginning. And in some of Ned's chapters, uh, when Ned ruminates on 
his lies, he says things like, he lived his lies for 14 years. Mm-hmm. And when he thinks of all of his sons and his, his, all of his children, you know, he, he says, like, he thought of uh, Rob and Sansa and Arya and Bran and Rickon. Like, he doesn't think of John in that. And he also has a conversation with Varys later on, which is a little spoilery about the season, uh, where it seems like what he wants to do when he's condemned is send a letter to John telling him about his parentage. Um, because it appears that uh, Lyanna's promise that, uh, or Ned's promise to Lyanna was that he was going to pretend that Jon Snow was his son um, because uh, Robert Baratheon, even in this episode, said that he wants every Targaryen dead. Mm-hmm. So, in, to, so to protect uh, Jon... And because we, we know that Ned is super interested in the protection of the murder of children because of what he saw during Robert's Rebellion and whatnot, that he looks above his honor and prioritizes the protection of children and pretends that John is his own. And that's also why, you know, he doesn't tell anybody. He doesn't tell Kat or anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, he especially doesn't tell Robert. Yeah, he especially doesn't tell Robert mm-hmm. because, I mean, it seems like he... Uh, like Eamon made it out okay, and but he kind of kept that on the DL. But yeah, uh, to to protect John, Ned took on, or to protect John, yeah, Ned took him on as his father, as a son, and uh, so there that has a lot of uh, it could play it could play either a huge or a not so huge role in the future, depending on what you believe. This is kind of where the theory diverges. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, think this is basically most people would agree with this, though. Like, yeah, this this much all that I've talked about that uh, that John is the son of Rhaegar and Lyanna Stark is pretty much all but canon, and I I would say a hot ninety seven percent of people think it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there have been hints in season five of Game of Thrones, season one. It's all over the place. Yeah, and um, like I'll be talking about you know. Rhaegar Targaryen survived, and now he's living as Mance Raider. Like, I'll be talking about that in a future episode. <laughs> the but, more this continues, the more I'm going to be disagreeing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to start obvious. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of... People don't know if Jon will be king, if he has a claim to the throne, perhaps, or if he's just going to be the savior of the world, or if he's just going to be like, hey, that's neat. Hmm. So I don't know what you guys think this means for our lovely, boring boy. I don't know, I think overall it's not the, show, the series is going to end like, oh, Jon Snow's king and that's it. Like, I think it'll end with no one being king. Right. Or it not mattering who's the king at that point. I think my way I think it will end, and it won't, but it'd be sick, hmm. is if Daenerys, in a suicide attack, conquers King's Landing, has Drogon melt the Iron Throne, and then she sits in it, and burns alive. <laughs> that's that's my fan fiction coming up. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, that's like I think most people agree with that one. Oh, it's it's it's, it's canon. Yeah, it's, basically all, all all but all that's semi canon. <laughs> so uh, let's we'll try to get through questions fast because we are running a little late yeah. today. So, I would like to one my very quick thing. Uh-huh. One very quick thing. If you're interested in Game of Thrones history. Um, there's a cool video series by Comic Book Girl 19 
on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's called An Epic History, and then it has Targaryen, Stark, Baratheon, and Lannister. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're very good. Better than um, the history s- lessons I've been giving, because I only have, like, three minutes to do it. Yeah, and they're, like, they're all, like, 20 to 30 minutes long uh-huh. and well-researched and give, like, actual legitimate timelines. And there's swears in it, and she calls Cersei a C-word a bunch, which ruffles my feathers. But, yeah, rumblies uh, my jumblies. Um, other than that, I think it's really well done. Mm-hmm. So check Epic History of House Whatever by Comic Book Girl 19. That, that, that's... <laughs> so, uh, for our questions, you can email us at postgot at gmail.com or send an ask on postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. And uh, the first... Let me see here. Uh, first question up today is from Tumblr user Monoseroy. And hey, Monoseroy, thank you for leaving a review on iTunes. Oh, yeah. It was very nice. The honorable, so now uh, House House Monoseroy is done. Sir, Sir Monoseroy, the knight. Yeah, uh, rise as uh-huh. Monoseroy, lord of Where? the Blackwater. Sure. Uh, Whatever you want. They ask, how much of the events of Game of Thrones could have been prevented if Robert Baratheon had been straight edge? Fucking everything. All of it. The entire- All of it. Bran would be walking around. Uh-huh. It would be, there would be no problems. It would be Tuesday every day, no problems. <laughs> and I've said this, and I'm glad that people are picking up on it. Mm. Uh, Tumblr user Chie Satunakas asks, "Could you guys explain Clegane Bowl on the show?" Oh, With fucking pleasure. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I think we've talked about it uh, at least briefly. In a, in a prior episode. Um, but the long and short of it is uh, Sandor Clegane did not die in the Riverlands after the fight at the end of the Crossroads or the fight with Brienne, depending on the show or the books. Um, he was found by the elder brother, who is this healer, and I believe he's part of the Faith of the Seven. Um, he's called the elder brother, and he takes uh, Sandor in this theory to the... Like, Sandor's not a POV character, so we only get to see it through, like, Brienne. But, uh... <clears throat> The theory goes that uh, the elder brother took Sandor to the Quiet Isle, and there are reasons to believe this because uh, when Brienne is going to the Quiet Isle, she has to go like through this like giant field, basically quicksand, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Like the elder brother has to lead her through like this mile of just like really treacherous, and like there's no way that you could could navigate it alone. And once you get to the Quiet Isle, you see that uh, Sandor's horse is there in the stables. And uh, Sandor's horse is famously very wild, and Sandor is the only one that can control it. And there is no fucking way that that horse would be able to be led there by anybody but Sandor. So there's some evidence. Um, There's also some evidence when Brienne is there that uh, she comes across this hulking gravedigger who has his back to the camera the whole time, unfortunately. And uh, he's digging some graves... And uh, you see that he, ha- she sees that he has a leg injury, which she got at the end of the crossroads or via Brienne, and uh, and uh, even and there's a part where a dog comes up to him and he pets the dog, and then he looks at the camera and air horns start going off because it's, he's the hound, and um, so it's it's very likely uh, that uh, Sandor is alive, and that's called the grave digger theory, and most people. I think less than R plus L equals J, but I would say most people probably believe mm-hmm. uh, that a Sandor is still alive. Yeah. Where it takes another step is what we call Clegane Bowl, <laughs> which is that Robert Strong is the reanimated or 
revived or whatever version of Gregor Clegane. And Gregor and Sandor are not on great terms. They don't like each other, not one bit. Mm-hmm. And um, and Cersei's got a trial coming up uh, at the end of the fifth season, at the end of the fifth book. And uh, the thinking is that they're, that she's going to go for a trial by combat, and Marjorie will probably get like a traditional trial or whatever. But uh, so she's gonna she's gonna be like, "Yo, Zombie Mountain, save me!" And um, the Faith is gonna be like, "Well, damn, I don't know who we're gonna put up." Oh, fucking wait, yes we do because on the Quiet Isle we got his little brother. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then air horns just for sixty minutes the entire episode. <laughs> And people, people like me really gravitate to this theory. I mean, there, there's, you know, you could find evidence if you're looking for it. But, I mean, the gist of it is that it would be awesome. And that also gets into the whole thing with like the Valon Car. Oh whatever. yeah, yeah. Is Sanders the younger brother, right? Yeah, there's a. Yeah. You can talk about the Valon Car prophecy a little bit. Uh, well, basically, it was at the start of the, uh, of le- the most recent season. If. It- if you remember, Cersei was, like, with her friend visiting that spirit lady, like, the fortune teller. And she said, like, uh, your, basically, your kids will die before you or whatever. And Didn't she leave out the Valonqar? She left it out show? in the show. But she says, like, oh, so your annoying. life will end by the Valonqar or something like that. And yeah, like it, that, that means yeah. younger brother in High Valyrian. So the most obvious one would be Tyrion. Yeah, that's how. That's like part of Cersei's justification of her paranoia is that she thinks that Tyrion yeah. is literally going to kill her. But also, since uh, Sandor is the Mountain's younger brother, by him winning that trial, he would like sentence her to death, basically. Yeah. Also, technically, Jaime is her younger brother. He was yeah. born second. Yeah, that's so, true. And that's. That. I mean, there's that. Put, there's that. Taking off my hype hat and putting on my logic hat, I do believe that Jaime is the Valonqar because mm-hmm. I just feel like that's the most like dramatic and most yeah. sensical. And I think and they just like... left it out of the show because like even if that does happen, it'll be really shocking, which is something they're super into. But they would have to somehow explain what that meant, and that's a lot easier to do in a book than putting a subtitle yeah. or something. And like, but the. The, my ex, my absolute favorite part of the show diverging and turning into trash mm-hmm. is that well I I am I'm not sure about Clegane Bowl in the books I would put it to maybe like I'm thirty percent sure it's going to happen I just really want it to happen mm-hmm. but in the show I think I do think there's a good chance because they just do whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. and I'm sure they've heard the theory and I'm sure that creatively they'll make it happen because they want to yes. And who cares about and like you know there's there's critics of the theory who you know point out that Sandor honestly got a really happy ending mm-hmm. um, that you know he got rehabilitated he seems to be at peace um, oh yeah and there's also uh, Brienne has a conversation with the elder brother and she's she's asking about the hound and she's like is the hound dead and the elder brother will not say that Sandor Clegane is dead yeah she'll say he'll say like that. The Hound is dead, Sandor Clegane is at rest. Mm-hmm. That he continues to use that phrasing. And there's also a story about his past where he talks about how he died on the Trident. And like he was like, before my first death on the Trident, uh, he was, you know, a bad person and then he got rehabilitated and now he's a good person. So he uses death in not a, in a in a metaphorical sense. Mm-hmm. So there's there's more evidence for the gravedigger theory. Yeah. But yeah. Um Clegamble, get hyped, there's YouTube videos of it, they're mm-hmm. great. I hope it happens. One thing to look forward to for next season. Yeah. And uh, we have one more message. This was sent in by TireCS66. 
who uh, references one of your fantastic jokes from previous episodes, A Great White in the Sea. That was a good joke. Seriously, shame, Clang, shame. <laughs> Appalling joke aside, great job, guys. I'm really enjoying the podcast, and I'm super glad one one lived to freak out all over the jerks at Castle Black and just hoping he steps on Ollie. Oh, man, wouldn't that be great? Yes, it Because I kind of... I, I... I don't see any narrative purpose for one one still being around mm-hmm. aside from like he looks cool and he does cool shit. Mm-hmm. So like I mean I feel like that's in the realm of possibility. Yes, definitely. He could just be there for like d- Deus Ex Machina like ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like oh by the way the giant was in the hall the whole time. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Yeah. And like cuz you know one one is a lot more important narratively to uh, what happens to John at the end of season uh, five, but they didn't add that in there because they just wanted to make everybody racist and mean and make John perfectly white and good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so y- yes, um, one one will 100% step on Ollie and uh, he'll do it once every episode, just <laughs> like on his body and then on his grave. Or just on his- every episode, the previously on Game of Thrones will show you that. Yeah, and then people will make like this is Sparta remixes about it, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> in 2016, and then season seven will just be like him finding the graves of me mom and me dad that the wildlands killed <laughs> and stepping on those, stepping on those, and then just like making out with Fens, and that'll be the end. Of the, show. <laughs> the good end. It Do you know that one one is a reference? His name one one's a reference. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, George R. R. Martin is a huge Giants fan. The Giants are um, an American football team. Mm-hmm. Um, and his favorite player, I forget his name, but his um, his number on his jersey was 11. And so he named a Giants. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he fucking made a joke about my football team, the Patriots. Oh, I'll, he sure did. He did. I'm going to explain it. I don't care. That Isn't there going. another thing about the Cowboys, too? There might be, but I always care about the Patriots because mm-hmm. I'm from New England. Mm-hmm. I like the Patriots. Yeah, Sorry, we're going 95, overtime. 95 percent of the country. But anyway, so in 2007, <laughs> the, the New England Patriots um, went 16 and 0. They went undefeated in the season, which has literally never happened. The Dolphins did it in the 70s, but it was a shorter season. Doesn't count. Miami. Oh, and then and then they ended up losing to my hometown, New York Giants. God damn it! You ruined it. <laughs> but anyway, and they ended up so they ended up losing the Super Bowl. Um, the one game of the se- of the entire season they lost, and there's in it. Um, their coach is Bill Belichick. That's the Patriots coach, and he and in the books there's a champion of Volantis named like whatever Belichick, and he's undefeated. He's, he's he's a patriot of Volantis, mm-hmm. and he's undefeated. And then a giant fucking eats him, and <laughs> pisses me off. And whenever I think about it, I get angry. So it was a stupid game, and it was stupid, and everyone but Patriots fans was happy about it, and it's stupid. Yeah, the Giants probably like deflated the ball or something. Oh, shut the fuck up! I, sw- I don't know anything about football except I for that. I blow off about <laughs> don't even fucking let me. This, I swear, you don't. Want to get more. The best oh, thing about get- this is now I'm just imagining basically everything in Game of Thrones is just some shitty sports reference that makes George R. R. Martin happy. Yeah. Shitty. <laughs> I love sports. Yeah, so do I. But like, me, get your brain me and George, we, I posted a picture the other day of him wearing a Mets hat. And just like yes, we are bonded in this in the love of this shitty, terrible team. Oh, he's not a Yankees fan. Oh, no, that's wonderful. That is great news. Yeah, that's that's how he got all his like the sorrow and pain to to create such a like dark series. 
Because if, if, if he was a Yankees fan, he would just wrote, like, The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but he's a Mets fan, so he knows all about loss. Yeah. Boom, that's the end of the show. You can, <laughs> you can email us at uh, postgot at gmail.com. Or send us an ask on our Tumblr, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. Oh, yes. I'm fucking everything up. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, um, getting on the show, super easy. Yeah. Super like, easy. Literally, I just sent an email saying, I'd like to be on the show. And they're like, oh, thank fucking God. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> Direct like, it's, quote. Like, it's, bas- I'm pretty, it's basically first come, first serve. Yeah. Unless like, George R. R. Martin asked to come on the show. Yeah, he would probably get first dibs. But yeah, if you just want to be on. Right now, we have a couple people who asked. And I'm just doing it in order of when you asked. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, if, you know, if you're super into, like, what happens in episode 7, then, like, yeah, we could pencil you in for that, probably. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, if you want to be on, just, just let us know. You just need a microphone and Skype, basically. Uh-huh. And and, and they're good with scheduling. Like, they're, yeah. they're, it's not a tight thing. It's all good. Yeah, we usually... I record on Thursday or Friday, so... But we can, I don't know, we're flexible. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... And hey, John, uh, we'd love to have you on again sometime. Of course. Oh, that'd be wonderful. If you ever need someone to sub in, I I have no job. I have no work. Like, <laughs> literally, I'm available all the goddamn time. Perfect. And I got love opinions. It. We didn't get to talk about the White Walkers. The White Walkers fucking rule, by the way. I'm pointing at my webcam. I don't know why I'm <laughs> Don't they rule? They so rule. They fucking rule. They're great. And honestly, they don't get their due. They're not butchers. Don't let, don't let D&D lead you astray. They are a noble people. That's oh, I'm all telling you. They have motivations and shit. They do. They do. They, do. they are people trying to... Oh, I'm, I'm getting... They have a culture and everything. They do. They have a language. They speak. So, if uh, the listeners want to hear more about the White Walkers, John, where can they where can they contact you? I guess... Uh, well, fucking whatever. <laughs> um, I have, like, 30 followers on Tumblr. Yeah! Uh, okay. Let's get them to 31, people. Yes, let's do let's it. Do it. Um, my Tumblr is Bunyip Antler, so let me spell that for you. I hope you have pen and paper out. It's B-U-N-Y-I-P-A-N-D-L-E-R dot Tumblr dot com. And now you have every single name. You can contact me on Skype, on Facebook, on AIM if you want. Mm. Don't, probably, but (laughs) (laughs) I use the same name for everything. All right. And how about you, Brooks? Um, you can hit me up at Sirius Jones on Tumblr or uh, Brooks has a noun on Twitter, or say hi to me if you see me in person. Oh. I'll be around Tampa, so uh, oh, yeah, catch you around. And you can find me at uh, BrockTringle.tumblr.com, BrockTringle on Twitter. And uh, if you enjoy the episode, leave a review on iTunes—a good review that will get more people to listen to us. Yeah, be like friend of the show, Monosaroy. Yeah. Oh, Don't you want to be our friend? The good shit. Don't be afraid to send questions. You can't send a question too dumb. We're not kidding. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's totally true. So uh, uh, that's that's post Game of Thrones, and uh, until next time, four twenty Brissett.